Hello, I'm Julie Swenson, Managing Director of Forward Theatre Company in Madison, Wisconsin. And this is Theatre Forward, a twice monthly conversation about theatre from a local, regional and national perspective. From Madison to Manhattan, we're excited to share insight into our own company while exploring issues surrounding theatre in the Midwest and around the country. Welcome to episode 53 of Theatre Forward. This week's conversation is with Carrie Hitchcock and Josh Krause, two of the six actors who just completed rehearsing in person and filming Forward Theatre's production of Lewiston, Clarkston. Welcome, Carrie and Josh. How are you? Thank you. <laughs> Doing well, Doing Julie. Well. Thank you. Yeah. So we did on top of everything, on top of our whole safety plan and rehearsing in person and testing three times a week, we actually did two shows at once. <laughs> we had separate, <laughs> separate casts, two stage managers, um, an assistant stage manager that ran back and forth. Um, Kiri, can you tell us a little bit about Lewiston? Oh, sure. Lewiston. Uh involves three people. Uh, there's a lady in her 70s, a gentleman in his 50s, and a young, let me say, she's a mystery guest in her 20s. So um, Lewiston involves, it's about family. It's about legacy. It is about conflict between generations, between attitudes. And um, also involves just a lot of change, I would say, just change in the environment, change um, physically, emotionally, all those things. And there are a lot of surprises. I don't want to say anything that might be a spoiler. So mm -hmm. I'll just mm -hmm. leave you with that. Sounds great. And Josh, you were in Clarkston. What do you, what do you say about that show? Uh Clarkston, um, a lot like Lewiston, uh, is a play about, uh, it's three people, uh, two young men, 20-somethings, um, a woman in her 30-somethings. Um, it is a play about, uh, I love that word, Carrie, legacy. Uh, it's, about, um, it's about a journey and not necessarily a destination, um, and discovering being okay with not knowing where you're gonna end up. Mm -hmm. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Yes. And I also add, you know, we should probably say Lewiston is in Idaho and mm -hmm. Clarkson is in Washington, so they're just, Two little places. I mean, they talk about the Costco a lot, and um, the Costco's actually in Clarkson. Mm -hmm. So that's, but that's where everybody goes. So, yeah, yeah, real places, mm -hmm. real people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Was this the first time the two of you have been in person rehearsing for you know for a while? Did you do anything? You didn't do anything in 2020. Josh, we saw you last in like March 13th of yep. 2020, oh, yeah. but we had yeah. to say goodbye. We will not finish amateurs. 
Right. Um, it was, was that uh, the last time you were on stage? Yeah, yeah. It's been a full year for me. Right. And Carrie? Yeah, really. Um, mm-hmm. The last time I was on stage would have been summer of 2019. So I was ahead of the game with all this. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, of course, I was lucky enough to do a couple things, you know, Zoom reading, some of those very clever things that all came to be. Um, so thank God for that. Um <laughs> some of those interesting techno fusion whatever they were but good to see other people yeah how did it feel to be back on stage rehearsing rehearsing in person it didn't it the the safety plan in place um did not change the vibe of our rehearsal space so i'll speak for clarkston because i wasn't Lewiston was the floor above us. Um, so I know for <laughs> you couldn't be in that room. No, can't be in we that room. We were dancing right. on your heads the I entire know, time, it. my darling. Yeah, I felt <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, apart from apart from some lovely messages left in the elevator that we that each cast would share, we never got to interact with Lewiston. Lewiston never got to interact with Clarkston. And um, but being back in the rehearsal room, uh, even with our safety precautions. Uh, and protocols in place. It was rehearsal. It was doing the work, um, six feet apart, masks on, and uh, putting our, but our hearts and our souls were still in the room. We didn't have our, we couldn't see each other's faces until it was time to film, but we were giving it our all and we were all taking care of each other and um, a few extra hoops to hop through, but it's, it was creating theater again in person. Uh, Yeah, it was really quite amazing, that whole journey of just moving together. Um, The the trust and the kindness that enveloped us from everyone. Um, I also, you know, thank goodness for our safety person, Celia Clare, who was kind of a connecting rod as well as Laura Gray, who is a member of the cast of Clarkston, but she was our voice for Lewiston. So to have that connection between the two pieces was as as sad as I was, because I was very, I've told Josh this, I was very excited to have the chance to quote unquote, work with him. And (laughs) I saw him once in the parking structure, which was very exciting, but that that was it. (laughs) So... Um, but yeah, it really was rehearsal. It, I will say, you know, um, it was a bit like riding the bike with the kickstand on for a bit. And then once you, you know, okay, you're wearing a mask, that's fine. Sometimes I don't hear you as clearly as I might, but the connection gets there. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of adapt rather quickly. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was we- joyous. Let me add that too. <laughs> That's so great. Well, we we were fortunate enough to be approved by Actors Equity, and we had this very rigorous safety plan. Um, and before we get into that, uh, your comment, Carrie, made me think of um, the safety plan was uh, designed prior to rehearsal. We had to obviously get it approved before we could get you in the room. So there were many things anticipated that then we found, oh, 
maybe we can ask to change this. One of them was the mask, um, recognizing that if actors have gone two to three weeks with their scene partner, never seeing their nose and mouth, that seeing their full face for the first time during filming is a bad idea. <laughs> so, so we had to ask. Unfortunately, they said yes during during runs. You could have your mask off. But how was that? Once once the mask got ripped off, was there a change? <laughs> oh yes, I I truly became a little fascinated with people's noses. It was like <laughs> really. Well, what does my nose look like? <laughs> Right. Yeah. What if somebody's doing something wild with their mouth and have to do that the entire rehearsal process? Now you just found out. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? It just uh, it became a lot easier just to stay in the scene, stay in the world that we had created. And because um, there was so much more information coming my way that I was able to see someone's mouth and see the whole. Um, see what the whole self was. Um, being, hang on. I was able to take in so much more information and then was, I was able to just react um, with far greater opinion, greater purpose in the moment because I could know without question what the other person was thinking, feeling, or doing. Um, and it just became so much more fun. I had so much more uh, there's so much less guesswork. <laughs> I mean, if the job of an actor is to react, to react with just eyes is is a small percentage of the available reaction. Yeah, but uh, I will say, throughout all of the rehearsal process with masks on, with six feet of distance, making sure that props were being handled and exchanged carefully, all those added layers of conflict I it helped me deepen my work finding what Chris really really needed um it had to be I had to be so so specific there uh in my initial work so that when it came to being in the room with these new added layers that weren't going to be there when we're ready to film if I didn't have something brewing already in my heart and my stomach in my <laughs> in my eyes like i needed to have something already or i was going to be in big trouble <laughs> that's great yes of course of course so we mentioned our wonderful covid compliance officer celia claire um celia claire not only was the first person that you saw at the command center but a week prior uh, Celia and I went out to Southern Wisconsin delivering three tests um, before before you even got to in-person rehearsals. But I know people would love to see um, hear you talk about the process. Like what really did the day-to-day -day safety plan look like? So beginning, you all had to go into the command center for people that don't know mm -hmm. is the Henry Street entrance. Um, of the Overture Center for the Arts, um, you know, one at a time, take us through. What was the day? Well, walking in, um, you always had to calculate, make sure you had enough time to get from the parking structure to the command center. 
where we would all enter one at a time. So you had to make sure you had enough time there. Um, I also have to add, when we started rehearsals, the command center was all boarded up. And so one glorious day, we had windows and, and, and we could see Celia. And, and it was no longer like going into a construction site. So that was very exciting. Um, but once you got in, you of course had your temperature uh, checked. If you, if it was a spit day, you handed in your sample, which I should talk just a little bit, having only had a PCR test, you know, with the nasal swab, the whole spit thing was a whole new world for me, <laughs> spitting into my little container. Um, so, so we handed My that understanding in. is it takes a couple spits to fill up that container. Why, yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> All right. And there's always the chance, you know, is that enough spit? Probably, <laughs> yes. Probably more than enough spit. But <laughs> so handing that off to Celia, um, answering our questions, what were, how we were feeling, um, making sure we deposited the pen in the dirty bin rather than the clean bin, um, selecting our mask and water for the day, and then parading up, you know, following the blue arrows to our own little world. So I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So then yeah, Josh, we, what happens? You're in, you're in the rehearsal room and get then the, what? Get into what? the rehearsal room and, and in, in times before COVID and in times, well, I don't know. I have no idea what it's going to look like after COVID. So I won't say that, <laughs> but certainly before COVID, uh, getting into a rehearsal room, it's all shared. Everything is shared. The table is shared. The pens are shared. Um, you're going to sit directly next to your, your cohorts and you're going to talk about your day and how, uh, how was the drive and, um, oh, what did you bring for a snack? Let's swap. <laughs> Things like that. And Maybe go to the coffee station. Absolutely. Grab a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of coffee on the way in because you, right. you haven't had enough. You're not ready for the day yet. Uh, we come into the command center. We can't stop anywhere else. We're in our tight little bubbles. Um, coming home is just that. Uh, groceries are delivered. Anything extra, Target has to be curbside um, so that when we can come into the rehearsal space, we know that we are confident. We are just bringing ourselves and not anybody else with us. Uh, no one else's germs. No one else's air. Just bring us. So we get to the rehearsal space. We each have our own little corners of the room to go to. We have a little table, a chair, and then that becomes our corner of the room. So to share with each other how the day is going, it's across a room and creating that camaraderie. You have distance, but it's still a rehearsal space. Um, when it comes time to leaving the room, there it's all one ways, just like Madison is the one way out. <laughs> um, uh, the, we each have separate stalls with our names written on, like on a piece of paper to show this is where you use the bathroom. This is, uh, <laughs> this is your sink. And it's just, oh, it's, it's very careful. Uh, and it just kept all of us feeling really confident that we could come into work every day, knowing that this is going to be my little space that I can, mm -hmm. I can throw all of my stuff on this table. I will clean the table afterwards, but I can just spread out a little bit over here and know that. I'm keeping everyone else safe. Uh, and then we just get to work. And uh, we were lucky enough, the whole bathroom situation, for instance, 
how fortunate we are to be a tenant at the Overture Center for mm -hmm. the Arts. Um, not only did they have the um, correct amount of air exchange uh, per hour in each of these rooms, but also that there, there is capacity for each person to have their own stall and their mm -hmm. own sing. And mm -hmm. um, that is not true of a lot of companies and um, you know other theater homes. So that was great. Um, on break then, what happens? So, you know, we have to do the equity 80 minutes or 110. What happens uh, during that time? Um, well, with a longer break like that, you could, there would be time if you wanted to go back to your place. But most of us, I think, stayed in, especially once we got into tech. And that takes us all the way to our dressing rooms, which were only used by us. I mean, there was, so that was very, very different. The idea that no one could come in and bring anything into you. So um, we were these self-sufficient little, whatever we were, <laughs> thing bringing everything in and um, then depositing it out. Um, I, 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 I do, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to give a nod to the thing about the safety plan is how many people have to be involved in it. And I wanted to give a nod to my family for also being part of that bubble. Um, all these people who had to adjust their behaviors in order to make this happen. And um, just who was allowed in the bubble. I mean, a nod to, again, to forward for being so strict with, okay, I'm sorry, we won't see you. Ju I think Julie, you were yeah. a you were designated uh, the as the first a runner, time in right? my career oh. I was not I in know. tech. And yeah. that <laughs> I kept getting, you know, beautiful texts from the stage manager. We're missing you today. Um, but I had to be, I was out of the bubble and yeah. had to be the runner. So yeah. when, you know, somebody needed Benadryl. <laughs> I yes. was the one that was able to get to Walgreens <laughs> and get the Benadryl, um, you know, but then couldn't, I delivered the food, but then as soon as you all came by to get the food, I kind of ran out my car, you know, waved and things. And that, oh, that was hard. I'm looking forward to uh, being able to, to see you all again, but yeah, that's part of the safety plan. Somebody had to be the person that you know could go into stores when none of when none of you could. Right. I with that safety plan, I, again, a nod to you and how well prepared because there are unexpected circumstances that pop up. Um, Julia mentioned the Benadryl. So yeah, I did have a little skin reaction and had to have some time away, but because of that wonderful plan, there was an understudy who was able to do some walkthrough that, so that work could continue. And perhaps Josh would like to talk about, didn't you have a little time away? I did, yeah, I did. I, I got my second vaccination shot. Um, oh my gosh, I can't, the days flew by so quickly. It was, mm -hmm. the, it was the Wednesday before tech. So we only had a few more days left in our room and we're, we're down to that time where we, you can feel the clock starting to tick. A little a little faster um and i got my second shot the tuesday and was all like i remember my elevator ride down 
after rehearsal on Tuesday, I said to myself, Josh, you're coming into work tomorrow. You're going to be just fine. I'm just like, I built a wall around myself, <laughs> anti-sick wall. It's like, I'm doing it. I'm coming back in. Um, but luckily, <laughs> Celia gave me a call the next morning. It's like, hey, Josh, you're going to stay in. <laughs> and she just convinced me. It's like, it's not worth it. There's, we have plenty more to do. We have plenty of time. Um, and she told me that it was going to be uh, she she called it. She said, I bet in one hour, you're going to be uh, passed out in your bed. And I was. And I, I slept for a good while. Um, and now I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, and um, it's been and we didn't we didn't really lose any time or space. Um, so I just I thank Celia very, very much that she just said, stay home. It's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, at that point, she had had a couple people who tried to come in, not not cast, but others, you know, after their second shot and were running a fever because that's what happened. And she mm -hmm. had to send them home anyway. Mm -hmm. And if you're traveling, you know, from Milwaukee, that's it's too far to come. So yeah. great. Well, we got through it, gang. We did. We did. <laughs> we oh, yay. What? Um, through all of this. Um, and thank you. I mean, Carrie, you you thanked forward, but it would never have happened without the um, participation, enthusiastic participation and compliance of everybody and everyone's mm -hmm. family and this this desire to stay healthy and safe to get this done. Mm -hmm. And it all worked. We had no real issues and we have a beautiful, beautiful two plays. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. It's so great to see you. And someday soon, I will see you and hug you. Yes. And we'll do a show Yay. without masks in person. Yay. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. That's all for this episode of Theater Forward, a conversation about theater in Wisconsin, the Midwest, and America. Thank you for joining us. I'm Julie Swenson. Our podcast is produced by Scott Hayden, and you can follow us or share your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Theater Forward, as always, with an ER. And if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you might tune in. Um, we are grateful to have you listening, and we'll be back soon for another Theater Forward conversation.